0: yo 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 neighbors welcome back to the show it's another wrap on another year with the strange neighborhood podcast two years in the books and we didn't get to the 80 or the 40 sorry 40 episodes this year that we did last year we got to 35 and with all the life calamities involved moving and divorce and whatnot i think that's pretty good considering and uh for my end of the year show i wanted to have back one of my favorite guests and someone i like to call my friend andy rouse from the deep chair podcast and we had the best fucking chat just about historical anomalies box saga Everything. Everything we like. Cryptids, fucking weird shit, aliens, you know it, you name it. We talked about it. And uh yeah, so uh, I'd like to welcome you guys to this boxing day show. And uh thank you for being with me for 2023 and I hope you're coming back for 2024 because um I'm getting back on my shit and uh we're gonna light it up for this year. So sit back and uh, get yourself something cozy to kind of in, maybe get a coffee, and uh, join us for this chat. Happy New Year, everyone.
1: how's it going dude pretty good i mean uh,
0: yeah, pretty good I don't know. yeah
1: yeah life hitting you with asteroids and comets and shit
0: yeah but uh, i don't know i sort of think like there's like a divine comedy <laughs> <under
1: it all. laughs> yeah i mean i would agree
0: something's playing out I don't know what the fuck but something
1: it takes a lot of courage to like continuously say regardless of what's happening it's all for a reason and I think all of us have to do that in really hard times you know
0: you just have to or you'll be like what
1: the fuck it's that or
0: like the void or whatever
1: right yeah exactly (laughs) or you fall into a pit yeah exactly
0: you need to have like a bit of hope
1: (laughs) how how has that battle been going for you you've been
0: i mean like uh it was it's actually been going good i mean like except for obviously coming into christmas there's like there's just always so much bullshit when you have to uh coordinate with the other person after or whatever. Yeah. And then there's another person involved or whatever. It's like really messy, but honestly, it's been going really good. I think like when you, when you leave the spell of a relationship, sometimes you see a lot clearer and then oh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> and
0: you're like, Oh fuck. No wonder the universe kicked me in the face. Like, I don't think that was how I was meant to go. Or, yeah. It's
1: almost like you, uh you remember how you used to think. You're like oh wow this was all added on oh,
0: and i was like, like what, this... what is all this other shit that happened in between or whatever right yeah i don't oh, know man yeah
1: well i'm sorry that had to happen but obviously in the grand scheme of things like you said yeah. I, I i agree with you i tend yeah. to agree with that that it's all playing out as it's supposed to one way or the other you know
0: yeah, and it sort of was like that's probably like the worst thing that could happen, but then if I look back I'm like if that didn't happen like that badly, I maybe never would be where I am now. Like yeah. I think I think it was like the right the right amount of bad for me to be like fuck it.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> and then well, like yeah, sometimes yeah. we need the push, right? Yeah. to get out of the pattern. Something like horrible, and man, that is so. Yeah, it's like something traumatizing typically has to happen to break patterns. You have to be like
0: pushed to your brink, and then yeah. you pull yourself out of that, and you're a new human. I know.
1: Reborn.
0: New life. The phoenix. The fucking phoenix. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm really glad to be back on a podcast with you, homie.
0: Yeah, me too. Good to see
1: you. Good to hear you.
0: It was (sighs) touch and go for me, but yeah, getting my life back together, semi. Yeah, that's
1: That's always a process.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And how old's your kid? She's six.
1: Six, my kid's six. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that's a that's that's tough. That's got to be tough too. So I feel for you big time.
0: It's tough. And then it gets like new layers of really shitty and tough all the time because yeah. Yeah. There's this other person involved in our whole life now that's like complicated for my kid even to understand. Right.
1: Yeah. Okay. So. I, didn't know, I don't know if I knew that part of it before oh. like um, um, I wasn't sure if it was he was like having a straight up affair or if he cheated like you know the kind of difference of like if it was a one off or if it was like straight up getting replaced or some shit like that.
0: It was some really fucked up shit. <laughs> oh,
1: I, won't, I won't ask you to get into it but you know I'm It's like <laughs> that's complicated
0: extensive yeah. fucked up yeah. messy and uh yeah and your six-year-old's in
1: the middle of it yeah right that's right it sucks but uh Uh,
0: whatever i don't know seems like we're gonna do okay (laughs) like whatever
1: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely absolutely everything's gonna work out yeah we'll talk about some crazy history yes (laughs) we'll have a good little night (laughs) i've
0: actually been like so unable to focus on certain things so it's like been making like the podcasting a bit more difficult for me to like can, get into these deep subjects. so well, I'm really glad to have
1: you. Cause I know like you, <laughs> you go I'll inspire happiness yeah. about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And maybe it'll get me out of this funk a bit
1: too. Well, I hope so. I hope I can help. You know, it, it's, yeah. I, even without any traumatizing life experiences <laughs> going on, podcasting is still a hassle. A lot of times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know. right.
1: But, but yeah, we can definitely get into whatever you want to get into tonight. Um, whatever you think we should do, I'm down.
0: I think like I want to start by like finding out what you've been up to lately and what you've been like diving into and stuff because yeah, oh. I know you're always going hard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm trying. Yeah, As hard as <laughs> I can
0: with life, right? And yeah,
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, I got that second job and now it's like everything's been miniaturized <laughs> yet again. you know.
0: Put a little strain on it. See if you really want it.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So what have you been up to? I have been up to my eyeballs basically in box saga lately. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um I started that box saga english telegram a few months back and it was like a slow go but now it's like we have over 90 people in there and a lot of people just listening watching you know reading things but uh, a lot of contributed contributors and um i've been having them on the show we've been doing these discussions together kind of like um it's like a study group, but we've turned it into episodes, and it's just we're just calling it Saga Talk, and uh, going over different aspects of it, you know. And from that Telegram spawned our new friend Bruce started yet another Telegram where it's like just strictly like a massive database of information. So within that Telegram channel, he's breaking down like different categories you can select if you're looking for something, which is gonna take a while, but that's like really what we need when it comes to the saga, because it's so hard to explain. It's so hard to really go over with people. Or So if, if there's a lot of um, easy access to specifics, that's gonna be really helpful for not only people learning it, right off the bat but even for someone like me who's been learning it for years now and it's still hard to hold in the head you know can i just ask
0: you a couple questions about Bach? is it um yeah is it like uh so it was originally introduced as like in a sing-song way right and taught as a song was that how it was taught or just as like a story built on a story it was a story built on a
1: story built on a story yeah absolutely it was just a story passed down from um, yours parents and further down the line, you know, um, they say that the Swedish people sing the root language today that their dialect or their language is. Uh, basically a sing songy version of the root language it's really I don't see that's what i'm saying it's hard to keep it all in the head because even I don't really fully understand what they mean by that, but. I know it alludes to something pretty intense, you know? <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, when it comes to how the story was kind of told, it was told in parts. So they would talk about Paradis, Paradiset, and then Altlantes, and then history, which is like the three okay. time periods. And that's kind of how the story would go. The alphabet itself, like the ring of symbols, or what they would say marks, that align with the 29 sounds that human beings make. Um, that is called the rhyme of the Allfather or the rhyme of the Elves. Um, it's also called Alphurnus Bet, which obviously sounds a lot like what the Greeks and, and everything came up with. So it's it's connected in some way there. Um, Do you have yeah, like a
0: diagram of those like that yeah. you can pull up. Don't put it yeah, on absolutely. the spot or anything, that oh, I'd nope. like to see
1: yeah no problem we can pull that up um
0: um sometimes i just get like hooked on a some certain weird symbol and then just start finding it everywhere and like um yeah and stuff and like i just been on this like circle cross
1: okay for okay. a long
0: time finding like buildings shaped like it runes shaped like it stories of the moon having to cross over it like uh, just where i found so much places but like i get fascinated by the symbols
1: and the that's that's definitely something that we find in box saga as well. That that circle across? like circle cross, yeah, absolutely. Not share? not directly in the ring itself of the alphabet, but um, yeah. If you want to enable sh- screen sharing, I'll oh, I'll yeah. share this.
0: Huh. Usually not that good
1: at that. <laughs> Let's see. Dude, I'm not either. Uh, I'm like, hang on, okay. Shane. I'll get to it. <laughs> okay, did I do it? Let's see. Yes. <laughs> okay, <save. laughs> all right so now here's my turn to be to, let's see if i get this right so yeah there we go so that's the ring that's the sound ring oh okay the, the box saga is built on the sound system so this is a really tricky part of it which is that um each letter has a meaning and when it's set all together, it literally tells a story. It's and I don't know the story off the top of my head. And it's, you know, this is some deep, deep dive into a saga. You can like get into the nitty-gritty of the details there, but like just the way this is set up is that it goes around the ring and each letter has a meaning. And and it's funny too, because the A is an ah. You know, it's not an A because A is not a pure sound. It's not one of the 29 pure sounds that our voices make. A is a combination of A, E, E. So it's, they're talking in this language that the root language is actual pure sounds. So it's pretty fascinating.
0: It's really cool, actually. Um, For anyone that's just listening, it's like... I don't know. Could you describe this a bit?
1: Yeah, this is like very close to like I showed this to my Finnish friend, and he was very familiar with like this letter setup, but their alphabet goes in a ring backwards. Well, it goes clockwise around A B C D E F G. You know, all the way around. Um, what's important here is this this vertical symbol right here where the W is.
0: At the very so the,
1: top. Right. So the W is actually like, it, it's just a symbol here, meaning the Vonner people. Oh. But at the same time, eventually it does get incorporated during ice time as an actual letter. Um, so, that's, that's, so that's what we're talking about here. The, we're talking about the construction and adjustment of an alphabet, but it's actually due to what was going on in the story. So things change the alphabet changed, their ways change their breeding system changed all of these things happen when their paradise time ends and the cataclysm happens sending them into this alt time period, but um, this vertical symbol through the W represents the toroidal energy system that apparently goes right through the earth is what's claimed in the box saga and this is a toroidal field that goes all the way through from one side to the other and they kind of call this their like the lance or the pole of the earth the actual pole because i mean i don't know about you but when i was a kid i was always kind of confused when i found out that like the north pole and the south pole were just like like why do they call them poles? Like what? It, oh, polar. Okay, polar opposite. But why pole? And Boxaga claims that it literally is because of this symbol of the pole, because they claim that everything can go back to holes and poles, or rings and <laughs> rings and poles. And um, <laughs> so this is a lot, yeah. But that represents that, and the if you can barely see it, the i, the lowercase i it's actually pronounced E um, yeah. that, that is the, um, that's supposed to be part of this symbol, but the dot is represents the North star. Oh, because in box saga, which, oh man, I don't know how much are you, how much you want to talk about? So but... <laughs> whatever fucking,
0: it's boxing day. <laughs> that's it. right. It is, it is
1: boxing day and uh, it's, funny what that tradition has become compared to like where it was according to box saga because it's in box saga
0: okay do you want to talk about that sure
1: yeah boxing day Hmm. okay so basically the system was set up where it was a cast system in all of these different ring lands throughout the world that were set up this way each ring represented a different cast basically and these Casts were kind of interlinked through the mating process. So it wasn't like one cast and, and everybody was sleeping with each other. It was more that the highest class uh, would make children with the next class and the next class would make children with the next class. It was all a very interesting, intricate system of breeding. And I mean, they claim that this is where we get the term it takes a village. <laughs> so, um, they uh okay where was i i'm lost now um okay nope i'm lost what did Bo- you ask me Boxing
0: Day. Boxing oh yeah day. boxing day okay <laughs> so
1: <laughs> all right um so the way it was set up was that the women were actually the ones that chose the the men um who they would have a baby with and the way they would choose the men is these physical tests of strength and prowess and battles as well between each other. Um, and they would fight for this like position of who is the strongest, most worthy of having the next child. And already these men were already bred and raised and women too, to be the strongest, biggest, uh, and most beautiful, most handsome according to the story so Just they were like already... when you breed
0: dogs or whatever and then you take the yeah. prettiest swans and you put them together and then
1: you yeah okay okay <laughs> those cute little puppies yeah makes sense. yeah so it's kind of it's a st- i when i first heard it all it was like okay this sounds like giants this is this sounds similar to where we get this from and of course it also sounds familiar to what the like nazi occultists were after they were after this like pure race of superhuman beings and shit like that and it's like "Eh, this is interesting territory for sure and it's so convoluted you know but it's but Boxaga basically claims yeah every holiday you can think of they they have kind of a a story for it equivalent you know where they're it's a it, it it's a convergence really it really is where like You look at all these scattered stories that we don't really know any of the origins to this saga gives a hypothetical origin and includes fucking everything, you know, we're talking mainstream history and alternative history, it's like all woven together in a very complex way that seems, you know, too complicated for a single man in the 80s to just come up with as like a hoax. You know that was always how I felt about it, and I've gotten a lot more proof since then that it absolutely can't be. You know, can't that's be what, a hoax. that's that's why
0: we like it so much because it's so like complex.
1: <laughs> and you can't be. You know, you try to beat it up, and I continue to try to like rip holes in it, but it just keeps coming around over and over and over again to 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 making sense, which is the, weird. The
0: honestly, like because I have got to know you a bit, and so that I, I know that like you're you're like you come at things like skeptically and you're like you don't you're not easy easy to like persuade into believing something and you're like always really digging to like uh be the devil devil's advocate so because you believe in box so much then i'm just like wow it's like more fascinating (laughs) to me it pisses me (laughs) off
1: too i don't like i don't i uh it's because the thing is, there's easy ways to debunk it, but it's, it's not, um, it's not, a, it's not efficient. It's, it doesn't do the trick. It doesn't do the job. Like if someone says, oh, well, history didn't go that way. It's like, okay, well, no shit. You, of course you're gonna, of course you're going to say that history isn't written this way. You know, um, history I once had, yeah, <laughs> I once had Michael on talking about like my interaction with people debating me on the saga and how they are alternative historians themselves and yet will be quoting the mainstream academic version just to shoot down box saga and it's just it's pathetic you know i mean i'm no etymologist i'm no scientist so you know i'm just yelling from the rooftops and hoping someone smarter than me is paying attention and That brings me definitely back to that telegram I started, man. There's just so many great minds in there picking words apart and you know we have the original Bach, the Bach uh, family basically the closest friends of Eeyore in that group. uh, Helping us, you know, yeah, so we can ask questions and they'll respond, you know, Michelle Merle's in there, um, Ananto's in there so they're everybody's in there kind of helping out. and it's not the only group. I don't want it to be the only group. Um, a previous guest on my show, Dustin, he's a prominent person in the Telegram. Uh, he just made a an, uh, an X account, you know, Twitter, um, just Box Saga follow. Follow. X. to he's
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I know, right? So Box Saga X, he's just dumping data. You know, he's not like putting his own posts or anything. He's just dumping documentaries and information about the saga, which is great. The more people making it more accessible will either lead to its ultimate revealing or its ultimate uh, debunking. I don't care either way, but the back to what you said about me kind of believing it so much, it's just not really a belief. It's that it hasn't been struck down yet, you know? And uh, despite what others think, I don't know, like other people feel like it is debunked enough already. Just because it uh, goes against kind of, kind of the just narratives that they like, I think, personally.
0: Are you like, do you think you're like on a mission to like solve the mystery? Is that like...
1: <laughs> I think we all are, right? Yeah, but, right. I mean, it doesn't... you shouldn't keep us up at like- night, though of the box or well that's so my take and maybe it is altruistic and we'll you know only time will tell but i really do feel like it's kind of a psyop or not kind of like a major psyop that it's so normal for even people like us to suggest oh we'll never figure it out we're never gonna know that's just not enough we'll just never know like you hear that and it's just it's rhetoric it's not true uh especially when it comes to material history when it comes to material history, we will unwind the threads. Like we will figure out the puzzle that is our ancient well, history. Well, we are, I feel like. <laughs> well, yeah, but to, I think here's the crazy part to me is that you get 100 people together in a room, would all say that. We'd all agree that we are. And then the next question could be okay, specifically, how are we uh, revealing the ancient Past and you're going to get a hundred different stories, or at least yeah. at least 25. You know, you have the whole gatekeeping society, or in my opinion, it's gatekeeping. You know, it's all these alternative historians that are all over BlackRock owned Gaia, or friggin' Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, to me, it's like, well, if any of this information is allowed to get out, and it's no big deal, then you can cherry pick it. Share, you know figure out what's in there because it's probably not just truth by itself
0: i do kind of like try to look at it another way and think like uh if there's 100 people in a room that agree that history is bullshit and that we're maybe getting to the bottom of it like we've all found things that weren't true about history so like we're at least sloughing that off as we go like we might not have the answer but like there's less things in the game to sort through as you fucking Ooh. you know
1: see I, them off. I might have to disagree with you there. I think yeah. it's <laughs> I think our community at large, whatever you want to call it, the conspiracy world, alternative history, whatever. Um, I would say there's a strong effort to add a whole lot of stuff in
0: right, to, maybe, to, yeah. mix, to mix up
1: the party. Uh, I was just arguing, of course, I was just arguing with someone earlier today um, because I was saying that, you know, Zachariah Sitchin wrote space operas and wasn't a real translator. He wasn't a real linguist and he had no real understanding of the cuneiform text. And people were yelling at me about it and, and saying, well, it doesn't matter because and they just listed off a bunch of new gurus in the subject. And I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. But, and I, again, I, I haven't killed the saga yet. There's no, anybody that looks into it as much as I have, or the people in my telegram have, have been, have done nothing but get closer to the saga and of further away from it, the more we find out. And we're trying to be as objective as possible. But with that in the back of your head, dealing with any, alternative historian that's trying to tell me about the ultimate cradle of life in sumer i'm just gonna go take a nap you know uh and um because they learned it on joe rogan as i well. <laughs> that's oh and i don't think any of them would admit that joe rogan is like the ultimate convergence point like yeah. gate. Because he's got the the alien angle, he's got the shrooms he's the angle.
0: Of like, he's at
1: the intersection. He's at yeah. all. It's interesting to see like where he falls on each one. In my opinion, it could give a vague description on where they want the alternative community to look and not look. Like, okay, Joe feels this way about this. Okay, so that's the guidance on that. That's a, how that. we should
0: feel like, about that. <laughs> if Joe right. that. And I know
1: that not everybody loves Joe Rogan, even those that don't think he's, you know, don't think like I do about him. They still just like, ah, whatever, it's Joe Rogan. But it doesn't matter. He's still one of the biggest voices in, I don't know, alternative thinking itself, whether we we like it or not, you know?
0: I mean, it's hard for me to listen to him just because I think he's so full of shit. Like, he's just like fucking (laughs) saying what he needs to say or think, you know what I mean? Like, he's just so full of shit. But like... But like he, I do listen to sometimes because he has like interesting. Um, I like to listen to the comedian one. So that's why. Yeah. I think they get yeah. like, he has good comedians on and then he knows a lot of people and like it's all right. But like, he's not my first choice. Just if I'm like sharing the speaker with someone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right.
0: And I think <laughs> any of us. From... In the intersection, like people that are conspiracy minded or whatever, other people kind of can do it at the same time
1: and it's such a weird convergence point cuz he'll have people on that a of course we could never get but b that i would hope many of us would never have right and not not <laughs> not, not not um not because of bias or anything like that, or person. I guess it's personal opinions, but like you know, I'm. I would never, even if I had him come to me and ask to be on my show, I would never have Mike Baker or whatever his name is. Like, was it former former FBI, former CIA? Like, he, he has those kinds of people on all the time, and it's like I'm not trusting anything that these no. people are are saying, and not that they they don't have to be some like mastermind or behind the scene like they don't have to know anything they just have to be shown something and shaped as well just like our community gets shaped you know but yeah what I, I don't know
0: <laughs> you know what i've seen i was like scrolling my instagram and i seen a video that someone posted and it's like uh demi lovato has a podcast i guess oh, and then good. and she's like interviewing steven greer and i'm just like
1: that's hilarious. Did he cry? Because he does great crying. I didn't scenes.
0: watch it. I didn't even put the volume on. I was like, what the
1: fuck? <laughs> Dude, Like this is like garbage. I was like, what the
0: but fuck? Who's listening so, to
1: this? It's so funny too, because like there was a couple people that I really were, was still following on Twitter um in the quote unquote like UFO Twitter community. That the only reason why I stayed, yeah, me too. (laughs) But like the only reason why I was able to still follow them was because they talked about UFOs and shit like that with not only you know skeptic, open minded skepticism, but also they weren't falling for the vax and the pandemic and all this kind of other shit, you know, where ninety percent of that community. They, they, it's just, I don't know, it's weird to say it's like the UFO community, it's like the ultimate conspiracy group, but yet it's not at all. It's like the total opposite. They've been bought and sold for so long by like the military industrial complex. Like they love quoting that Eisenhower shit and talking about how he met with aliens, and yet they just keep buying into every <laughs> narrative that the military industrial complex puts out for them to gobble up. Yeah. And it continues to this day. And now, What's really pissing me off and putting me on the high horse and making me kind of crazy is that the narrative of archaeological dig sites being involved in the the UFO phenomenon, uh, being an integral connection and stuff like that. That's being put into more and more of these official conversations, these bigger podcasts, these bigger appearances, uh, these whistleblowers. Bob Lazar said it in 2016 on Rogan that one of them, one of these... You know, retrievals may have been an archaeological dig, and what Rogan was like, Whoa, what? Oh my God. And <laughs> it's like ever since then, it's been like slowly trickled in. We always had ancient aliens, but most critical thinkers aren't really taking that at face value. They're just like, Oh, what if? Maybe, cool. So if but this is insane. <laughs> this was like a, a slow drip. On like a serious level trying to put this narrative in there and i you know i'd like to think that they're so stupid that they are also falling for it or something but that can't be the case they know something they know what these things are they and if they're now kind of instigating the ancient aliens thing which they've done through hollywood of course forever but now they're slowly doing it through these whistleblower channels and things like that it's it's getting real creepy it's real intentional.
0: Do you follow
1: the story of the Bledsoe family? Oh, yeah. Drew Bledsoe. He was a great quarterback. And then, you know, after no, he just him. wasn't.
0: <laughs> I know I I mean, those though. are the only famous ones I know
1: of. The, the Bledsoe family. They played football. Oh, yeah. Um, about <laughs> oh, wait, are you talking? Oh, the blurry lights. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. photos. UFO of God, though. Yeah, I never, fun. I never read it. I fucking read it. What do you think? I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it, and um, I liked how I. You know what I liked about it is that it not, it didn't really make sense. And he's like, I don't know how this fucking makes sense, but like, I seen this thing at this place, and then like twenty years later, this other thing happened at that place, like, and I don't know, like, he's he's not trying to like make it into a a certain story he doesn't even tell you like so he had a, one of his major visitations or whatever was like this meeting with this lady he doesn't even tell you like what all the prophecies or wh- whatever she said he's just like she told me not to say or whatever i guess but like i don't know I i've like, heard him on I shows it.
1: before
0: but i, I like I, it i i like his vibe but uh i don't really like his son's show i the guy always like snorts into the, his mic and stuff too and like, i can't listen to it but uh it's okay but i really yeah. like i liked the book i liked the
1: book well i might have to give it a shake sometime um what i and i'm not trying to hate on anybody yeah but, whatever yeah. <laughs> what, what what makes me suspicious is just all the cia creeps and the military oh, creeps man. that have been surrounding that family for now decades Good friends, Honestly, that's the thing. Became very good friends and. or
0: and or handlers. And or whatever.
1: Is, this is another, this is another very important part of that larger UFO community they don't care about that doesn't send up any red flags, then they go oh secret access or oh cool inside info they don't go why why are why no what Honestly, let's go, why, why aren't they all dead with three shots of the head like what that, what's going on here that's
0: the kind of what uh, that's exactly why i asked you about it because that that's the kind of things that i'm always like some things are not like really making sense about the story or like are these people that naive or do you know what i mean like i don't think so i don't know
1: That's that's Um, the tricky part, because I don't like calling people actors either, like the whole, like you're in on it, that whole thing, because I think machines work very well when it's just cogs, you know, and the cogs are mindless, you know, I think as many systems that the elites or whoever can set up without having to tell anybody about it, the better. So if they can sell even that level of people on some shit, just like these whistleblowers coming out of Antarctica for Dr. Greer's little little presentation, uh, they can say whatever they want about what they were shown and they're only going to have a you're only going to get like 30 percent of what it actually does or whatever what it, what it actually came from you know it's like a lot of these guys are seeing technology and then they're probably also watching ancient aliens when they're in their fucking bunks <laughs> you know what i mean it's 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 like even in religion they talk about the the evil one the devil whatever always just just giving a nudge, just pushing us in the right direction to be deceived. And then we start creating our own fantasies from that point. It's just one little nudge, you know? Yeah. A lot of these military whistleblowers don't have to be like rubbing their hands together and getting paid by the big guys. Like, "Ah, They're just, they think they're doing a great justice by coming out about this shit. And they think that they're selling it the right way or whatever, but then they got Greer and all these others kind of, framing it a particular way that's literally
0: know. how it feels like And i don't know if i'm being naive and thinking that they're just like a bit naive but uh, I,
1: whatever well, the I experience
0: right. might be like totally true but i think like then it gets steered it gets
1: well yeah consciousness is weird and this place is weird and if consciousness is the root of it then everything's fucking weird and right you know um, and that's the thing—you get into all the weird topics from that point if you, if you get away from the little green men stuff, you know. But the problem is, is like watching the spirituality and the religious be manuf- like in a very intentional way, be pushed together. And it's been happening since the Theosophical Society and Aleister Crowley coming up with his image of lamb who he channeled that looked just like a gray alien. Basically this is, and he was a, he was a friggin' spook for intelligence in in Britain. So like none of this is, Oh, this is, this is the problem. It's like we get so enticed by all the different stories and they hit home on some level, because I think when you know what's behind the fucking curtain, you can, take these symbols and play with them you can take these big parts of our culture and and kind of twist them in ways and make people think certain things you know and you can like slow drip alien sci-fi has been popular since the early 1900s perfect timing
0: you could slow drip fucking gray alien into the consciousness for so long but um
1: yeah and make you feel like you're the rebel believing in it that's the important part I felt that way very strongly. Same thing with the psychedelic shit. Like, all my psychedelic gurus that are totally not paid by the CIA. You know, the dumb, young, naive me, you know? It's like, oh, God. They're this all, all CIA. Been,
0: this has all
1: been manufactured <laughs> all for us. Them. Yeah, I don't know why.
0: <laughs> yeah, what for? I don't know about like, you know what? My favorite thing to do is like when I um, want, to consider the, want to consider the alien phenomenon or the UFO phenomenon and just like Um, try and understand what it could be or like especially wade through the bullshit it's like what I always do but like dig historically back and like Mm -hmm. find accounts like long 1700s 1500s whatever of like strange phenomena in the sky and then that's like there's it doesn't really explain ever what it is and you don't really get to know that much but you see that like they um, a lot of times they just take it for what it is like weird red lights and they or in the sky or whatever and they're like i don't know it looked like the fire or whatever and whatever like Mm -hmm. explain it in their context and don't try and frame it in that ufo phenomenal context because there's not like the context for it in that time i don't know
1: no yeah you get like um you know people connecting tall giant um, skeletons automatically to UFOs or ancient aliens and stuff like that. It's like, oh, see, see, we found them. So, therefore, it's like, or well, they God, connected to the Bible. Humans.
0: They connect to the Bible, too.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I do, you know, they are connected. It's all connected. And our, like I said before, I think our history can be untangled. I really do. But it's going to take, I don't know, I don't know, waterboarding. I'm not sure <laughs> what it's going to take, but. Because there's a lot of stuff behind closed doors that we just, we we don't even get to play with. Like, we've been like purposely told to play with Tartaria for the past five, six years, probably more. Like that's a that's something that's been on my mind for a while. You know, that's been um, <clears throat> that to me feels like a uh, like a, bl- a nice blanket to cover up what actually happened but in history. It's true, but there's so many holes and it connects to so many random places. You know. I think it it also,
0: like, Tartaria is like a gateway drug if you're smart enough. and
1: Fair enough. So when
0: you, like, dig into that, it's like, oh, and you can find it on maps and stuff. But then you start um, getting into, like, hidden history, global hidden history. And I think that's, like, a good start on, like, figuring out that there's a big sham going
1: on. (laughs) Well, it's like it puts the, like, Tartaria i don't know a ton about it i'll be honest but like it does kind of um it kind of takes atlantis and all these other stories and just goes oh don't worry about it <laughs> we got it we did it all like it, it was tartaria the whole time
0: like wraps you know? it up into this fucking yeah
1: and i guess boat. someone could say oh well doesn't the box i do that it's like no it doesn't it actually it, it'll just include everything that's really the difference. Like this word, Tartaria, Tartar, it I has meaning in the root language. Yeah. It does you know,
0: it. What's the? Yeah, I can't remember. Okay, off the top sorry. Of my head, <laughs> Just putting on can, the spot.
1: <laughs> this is the problem with box saga being one of my favorite topics because it's so much memorization. It's like going to school again. Um, and that's why my friend Jock from Sweden always says that people like him with swedish and finnish language in their head already it's so much easier you know talking to a finnish friend who hadn't heard of the box saga telling him about it he was just like lighting up like what oh my god you know and for me i'm it it wasn't the letters or the words you know it was other parts of history that you know brought me into it you know but it's crazy
0: yeah, it is interesting, and like the the Tartaria thing, like it. I think um, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Like I, I somehow everyone just like made it that it was like the global civilization was the Tartarian nation. But like, there's you could find old maps, and it shows like Greater Tartar and like the other like there's different. Tartarian states or whatever or I don't know what you call it areas in on those old maps and like yeah it wasn't no it was like a people that was probably erased and genocided out, and like oh, yeah. you know what I mean like but and it does lend clues to like other shit that they're probably just like demolishing well, so, over in history but
1: well so think about it where is Tartaria mainly
0: it's like the Middle East and Russia and Mongolia kind of that like yeah
1: the most disputed area of ancient history you know and when it comes to russia we're talking about some of the oldest people on the planet in terms of our society our civilization the Rus people um and it and when you have Box Saga, you can look at the history that they tell. I mean, I urge everybody that's interested at all in Box Saga or finding out about it, to get Carl Borgen's book, The Box Saga, an introduction. Or just it, go
0: mean, listen to Andy's show all the time. And then- Sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> listen to the deep share,
1: but also um, get the, you know, listen to the Jim Chesner uh, documentaries on YouTube. But, you know, the book, seeing all the words laid out, it's really helpful to, to see it all right there in front of you. You know what I mean? Um, and you know you you look at where their story takes these people you know out of the ice out of the north and this and that and they went here and did this they went here and did that and the, if you know a good amount of world history you're like oh wait a minute why all of these things in the saga are familiar but they're not the same and you know it's almost i don't i might butcher this explanation but I'm trying to explain how the saga kind of makes a light bulb go off where you can kind of tell a fake story or an unsure story is whatever. It's like the saga doesn't really presume to tell the origin of a piece of culture we have today. It tells a story that you yourself go, Oh, that's obviously related to what it has become today. If that makes, does that make any sense where you'll have a term or a word or a ceremony in the box And it's like, well, wait a minute, that's stuck around, but it's just a little different now, you know, <laughs> even down to yeah. like the sacred offering system of, you know, the semen being the seed and the God and, and the light of Udin and all that um, becoming the blood sacrifice eventually. And the obsession with bloodlines instead of the matriarchal or the patriarchal lineage. It's really interesting because back the, in the Bach saga, it's divine feminine worship. It's the female worship, but it's also male worship too. It's both at the same time. You know,
0: I think it's like, not one or the other
1: like this divine conquer bullshit. Yeah.
0: I think like there, well, like I did this um, deep dive on like early American history and um, into like the symbol of Columbia. as like the goddess of mm. America that they like had everywhere. They had, it was part of the national anthem, like everything. And they just like deleted her. And I have like a theory that they deleted, they were like deleting, systematically deleting the balance of the goddess, like the mm-hmm. male and female balance and like how so like erasuring that and ushering in so like around the time of the turn of the century like when it turned to the 1800s around then that was around the time that they were just like fucking getting rid of it and shit and like
1: destroying everything yeah, yeah the 1800s are so fucked up and Messy. i haven't done any sort of research on it really but <laughs> it's, it's my
0: favorite time period.
1: <laughs> that's really cool um I mean, I I don't know a lot about, like, I try
0: to know, like I dig into it all the time, but like, it's very,
1: it's very interesting. Well, it's a mystery, right? I mean, there's not, there's a, well, there's a lot that is said about it, but not a lot that we believe about it. Yeah. (laughs) It's all like, it sounds like such
0: a played out story. Like, but when you dig into like individual things, places, times, buildings, monuments, it's always fishy. There's some Fucked out that happened that we don't fully understand right now right
1: right um yeah this the seven there's that whole time period to me it's like i i go so much further back in time and i forget to kind of i never make connections to the modern time period so i have friends that that are really good at that you included to kind (laughs) of let's branch all these pieces together from one place to the next because it's too big for all of us to, to kind of handle, you know,
0: I feel like that time, like 1700, 1800s in like early America and early American history is like the bridge, the bridge to find our true history and true past. Like, and that's yes. like where it all started to fall apart, but the bridge is there. Like the, the, that's the place where I think we can connect. Yeah. What really we happened
1: were, maybe in the 1800s or 1700s, like, we were starting to figure stuff out again or remember or a lot of evidence of something was coming out and they had to do something i don't know um but it like yeah, a serious done. yeah
0: so systematic flipping over and like maybe that we you'll, don't um, fully understand
1: you'll like this the one of the popular uh, paintings that pops up when you type in box saga is called Vainamoinen's play um you know let me show you a picture of yeah it. bring that so it's this right here oh cool so this is the deity Vinamoinen. um and he does exist in finnish mythology um But this goes back to box saga as well, and all these characters play a role in saga. And what's interesting um, about sorry,
0: could you tell us about this guy a bit? Like, what's his character? Like, what's his? um, Do you know anything about this, David? Well, yeah,
1: let's look up Vinminen in in actual Finnish mythology. So, (laughs) Vinminen is a demigod, hero, and the central character in the Kalevala. Um, Now. I guess he was described as an old wise man and he possessed a potent magical singing voice. So Mm -hmm. that's where this singing comes from. You see a lot of that theme in this. Um, He just
0: reminded me like of a pan type character as soon as I saw him. Absolutely. A thousand
1: percent. And also Santa Claus as well. Holy shit. And Zeus and yeah. Look at the beard. Yeah. Um, So anyway, this... Painting right here um, was actually painted in the 18th century by a Finnish painter named Robert Wilhelm Ekman and it was commissioned by Eeyore Bach's great-grandfather Jacob Johansson Bokstrom. No so fucking way. If that wasn't true, <laughs> or that's you know, if if that if the Box saga doesn't have reality to it, why we you know, if it's something that Eeyore just made up in the 80s. It just fucking can't be, you know. Why, why would why
0: this... did his great grandfather commission that piece? And,
1: and sure, yeah, he maybe he liked the Kalevala, right? But yeah, but what, do you think
0: so, that um, do you think it's like uh, there's clues in the painting or whatever, like Da Vinci? Least. Do you think there's like clues about the saga, and that's why he commissioned I
1: don't... it? Maybe shit. I didn't even think about that. I mean, possibly, but like, you got to remember that back th- in that time period in Finland, it wasn't as secret. It seems
0: um, um, the more, the
1: more I learn about it, the more these old ways were so ever present throughout, like even up to like the early 20th century, there's this guy, Leo Nigren. You can find him on when you type in box saga on YouTube. He has he did a lot of research before he died. He grew up in Finland. And he remembers being a boy in the 30s, spinning a flaming swastika on a pole, you know, the sulfur sticks, having it lit with with sulfur and having it all sparkle and spin. And on one side of it, when you look at it from one angle, spinning one direction, it has everything to do with the offering system. And then the other side of it was the wisdom system. And it was basically Udin uh, breathing in the souls and breeding out new children. And that's the 20th century in Finland. These traditions were still there, hmm. you know, before World War One, before World War II, like all this. Well, during World War One, but before the big one, of course. Yeah, that's
0: fucking interesting, eh? So that's really the, interesting.
1: Yeah, and Leo is one of, like, or was one of like three thousand or some some crazy number of people that still speak root language, the Boxaga's quote unquote root language in southern Finland today. Huh. And a few of them are actually slowly but surely making a Bok saga documentary. Because really? you know this is stuff that they grew up with in their families without the help of or Bach telling the world, and if that comes out, that's that's going to be another level of um, interest and acceptance of of at least looking into this for people out there. I think.
0: Yeah. Was it, was the it saying "more hands make less work"? Or <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: You know, I don't want to forget this because there was something I really wanted to talk to you about because you and I had started, you know, right before we took, you know, you took a break, I took a break, but like we started that series on the Ring Lords, right? Mm -hmm. And I found something really interesting um, on a deep, I was like deep in, um, not Reddit, where was I? Oh yeah, I was on Graham Hancock's message board. And I was way back, like 10 years ago, in this deep conversation about Lawrence Gardner's work. And I found some really interesting things. For instance, the Dragon Court is directly linked to the European Council of Princes. That part I knew. But this political body of the European Grail families participated in the formation of the think tank, the Bilderberg Group.
0: Fuck off.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the chairman of this highly secretive Bilderberg Group and clique of corporate and political power brokers is the chairman of WH Smith, Martin Taylor, but he is better known for a four year stint during the 1990s at Barclays Bank, when he was dubbed an Axeman, as hundreds of branches shut and thousands of jobs went with them. Um, it goes on to say, it goes back to Gardner here. Um, Returning to Dracula's Dragon Court, Sir Lawrence Gardner is both Chancellor of the Dragon Court and presidential attache to the Council of Princes. Gardner's historical writings have recently been approved and sanctioned by the British royal family's invitation for him to join the House of Windsor's Society of Antiquaries. The oldest antiquarian society in the world that was constituted by King George III.
0: Oh, holy fuck! <laughs> what? what
1: the? I, so I knew
0: a little Dragon Court guy—they're snaky motherfuckers. I'm like, of course, this website is fucked up, and like the things they were saying were.
1: Oh man! So this goes into all sorts of new territory, and it's like i got that piece of information i got that like t-boned into me with like another piece of information or not just one piece but just this past month the idea that well i've been looking more and more into details of the saga like i was saying all these people in the telegram sharing all these intricate details about it different time periods and what was going on in scandinavia And I'm starting to wonder, and I need to do a lot more deep diving on it, but I'm starting to wonder if this whole grail line of thinking is yet again, another fucking blanket of some kind, but it might not be, it may just be part of a a game of telephone and that's what it became eventually. But as far as I can tell, there's so much going on out in the public in terms of like society and culture and the prominent families in Scandinavia who knew about these old ways and these old families. And none of them had anything to do with, you know, grail blood. It's just, I, there's something going on here. And this piece where it's suddenly that the Windsor's, really loved lawrence gardner's works and wanted him to be a part of that it's like that's fucking weird what does that mean and i don't know maybe someone with a bigger brain than me can put this together
0: okay so they shouldn't they should hate him they should be smiting him like that
1: it's like the least popular conspiracy theory i don't know (laughs) maybe that's maybe now i was reading an article that part was from at least 10 years ago it was maybe longer you know um it was when the queen was still alive and everything it was when de vere's work was coming out i don't know I, like i don't want to i don't i think once again you have a lot of truth mixed in with lies like the family lineages do it, it makes perfect sense that someone would go all the way back that far it's just yeah, I can't make heads or tails of it yet, but I just wanted to enter into the evidence.
0: <laughs> it's so weird that the Windsor's.
1: That's the weirdest part of it. They claim to go back to, doesn't didn't uh, the Queen used to claim she went back to Muhammad or something like that? Oh, that's
0: right? so bizarre.
1: Yeah. yeah. And man. I, uh, I did an episode recently with um, Dustin and a friend, Thor. They're both in the telegram. And we talked about basically when religion started um, or the word re-legion, where it's like a reorganization of the world. And um, it's crazy to hear the story because according to Box Saga, it's, it almost sounds like a demented fan fiction if you take – Academic history as it's written. And we all, no matter where we fall, usually take the sacred mythology as we've been handed it by academia. Because it's almost like we feel like it's offensive to challenge it, you know? Um, At least the actual mythology itself. You know, not talking about like what we say, oh, it's aliens, oh, it's gods, oh, they made it all up. Not that, but just the mythology itself we typically don't fuck with. But the Pach Saga story is that a guy named Krishna comes down from from the north and murders the local king in India, which was at that time called Hindustan. And the king's name was Narakasura. And this is all part of the actual Hindu mythology. But at the same time, it's got this whole Pach Saga angle to it, where it's like, yeah, in Hindustan, they had all these... Ringlands, they had all these um breeding systems just like in the north and when Narakasura sura was killed all those people no longer had an all father and they say that krishna brought in the creation of marriage it's crazy and which broke up the caste system and destroyed what, this old breeding system
0: what is that what do they say the timeline is on that story like when does that story occur
1: it had to be like, like creationist th- uh, times like th- no we're talking like 3000 bc something like that like so,
0: so that's like right around that same time in egypt where <laughs> everything leads back to this time in egypt
1: yes with, with yeah.
0: nefertiti and Akhenaten, and this time when they branch the religion off to worship Aten.
1: Mm-hmm. what's with yeah. that why does well, that could be made back up. To that
0: time well,
1: that... maybe because the like because the, the box saga has egypt and like how egypt formed and all this shit is it's crazy and it's their own story and you can disregard it but it's like yeah it definitely kind of takes like it makes academic history look like it's literally been made up or twisted on purpose all the way through it's crazy
0: so did you ever see that thing that i don't know if you've seen that video i made with the un flag where when you zoom in um there's Nefertiti's on it. Have you seen it?
1: Maybe I might have I'm seen just, it. I'll
0: just show you the yeah, play. Just one sec. Let me look it up. Um, and then I'll. Yeah, just this is definitely right around it. that
1: time period, because uh, then they go up to a place called Jaru and they create a new system there. And that's where, supposedly, um, this woman named mosa writes the torah in the age of taurus oh.
0: okay what
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying it literally it's either okay well that's clearly just a silly fan fiction or why is that so different than what i've already heard you know it's which way are you gonna go on it and with the yeah. box saga i'm too deep and <laughs> but, yeah, yeah it, it literally flips it all on its head it's like and we already have our confusion around that time period, like you said, and we already have our confusion around the writing of the Torah and things of that nature, and who everyone really is. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Have we talked about the the old capital where Jerusalem, where uh, where uh, Israel is today? Actually, right um, where Jerusalem is, basically. No.
0: No, we haven't.
1: Okay, what? so basically, oh, from like
0: the S- Scythians or whatever we talked about. Yeah, about the, the Scythians, Scythians. And, yeah. and the
1: thing is, it's it's um, it's now called Betsiin, but it used to be called Scythopolis back in the Dark Ages, and that was a Scythian city, right where this fucking holy war is happening, and we're talking about the powers of the world here, and you telling me that this is what they say it's about you know, Jews versus Muslims, maybe, but not for the context that we're sold on. It's much older. It's much deeper. I I think I'm not saying everybody knows what's going on. I think that's
0: like another main intersection of the weird history, like the Nefertiti Mm -hmm. time, but also the Scythians, like they come up a lot in weird times and places. And there's mention of them in like strange ways that you're like, what the fuck? That doesn't make sense.
1: And they're Aryan. They're, oh yeah, they're straight up Aryan. But they had a capital city right where the Jewish people have a made capital. Like that's really—it's got to be a weird coincidence, man. That whether you believe, even for academics that like think that by the whole oh the Aryans—that's just a word that's outdated. Blah blah blah. It's like well. I mean the Hindus were pretty adamant about the Arya, so I wouldn't go that far, you know. But even yeah. for those people that don't believe it to be an actual people that civilized, you know, the you know, the Vedic society basically, um, for people that don't buy that, it's hard to look away from this, you know. It's hard to deny the fact that it's like, well, there was a Scythian capital here, right where this massive holy situation has been going on for a century or more. Uh, it's I don't know. It's too it's too fucky to me. <laughs>
0: here I'm gonna show you this map um map here. Cool. So like see the UN map, obviously. You see it?
1: I already see Nefertiti, holy see shit. Her?
0: So I made That's like crazy. a whole I'll send you it after, but I sent I made like yeah. a reel where I overlapped it and like faded it in and out. And like the highlights on her cheeks are where they are in the art and everything. It's like a few things are a little different, but obviously like art, but it's like the highlight on her nose is where it's kind of white here and looks too scooped in. But when you put it perfectly under it, it lines up perfectly and it's right in the middle of that map. And like lots of maps you can't find that shape on, almost none, but this map right in the middle in the 33rd quadrant. There's 33 sections on this map. That's
1: crazy yeah well so she must be the ruler of the flat earth that's what this means i don't know
0: what the <laughs> fuck it means but like there are so much things in history they that want us looking at her. egypt
1: they just Why? want us looking at i'm telling you and this goes to that yeah, religion legion story maybe. because it literally they want us looking at and dare i say this is controversial and this is what i was arguing about people with online but all these alternative uh you know platforms that are raving and ranting about egypt mesopotamia and you know yeah egypt and mesopotamia mostly that is gatekeeping in my opinion it's all fucking gatekeeping you know
0: yeah i don't know what it is within like i and i find her image so much and like there are so many even around her like um i guess queens or whatever they were like there's so many like famous rulers that were women around that time even in that during that dynasty the 14th dynasty but like she's everywhere she's like really iconic and and she's really stamped into like the consciousness the global consciousness or whatever in a weird way
1: and Mm -hmm, i just like mm
0: -hmm. it always makes me i don't know wonder why (laughs)
1: Yeah. I don't know specifically about Nefertiti in that regard, but I do know that it always seems like, and not to say that there isn't amazing things to be discovered and found in Egypt, of course, but this very specific, you know, all of our esoteric knowledge goes back to Babylon and Sumer. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, it doesn't. It goes so much further back than that. And whole worldviews are built on the idea that these are the starting points of these Cults and this and that all goes to this mythical place of Atlantis that we know nothing about, and it was just a city. It was was a civilization. It's yeah, I don't know. It's such a mess. I don't know. know To think of it,
0: it really is. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, like it's it's always harder to like wonder if you're finding a clue or if you're being led by a carrot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would say. And that's that's a good point. And I often I'm just always thinking about it, you know. I'm always wondering. And uh even with the saga, you know. But it's hard when you have such a dualistic view going on out there right now, which is like Jesus versus Satan. It's fucking everywhere. Like any celebrity that's like speaking red pill language has to be a Christian, has to be like Jesus and oh yep, Hollywood satanic specifically. And it's like, man, these words don't mean what everyone now is accepting them. Like for a while, we were all like rejecting the silliness of of modern religion, and then those same rebellious thinkers, it seems, are now like, uh, I don't know. It's,
0: I it's... I always want. To, I kind of was thinking about this the other day, and I'm so I'm so glad you got caught into this like duality of like good and evil because um mm. I always was. I've been wondering what, if there's like a root part of the root language for the word demon or like where. Yeah. Deem,
1: deem, demon is the moon. Demon moon. Fuck de de Yeah, of course. It's just, it has everything to do with the moon. Huh. And you know, that brings up another inversion about Egypt because in box Saga, the firstborn son is Ra. And oh you know my what? god and, you know, this and ra represents
0: the sun the moon. oh the moon i thought Ra in Egypt. i know in oh, egypt
1: it's flipped right oh, so check yeah. this out and that firstborn son that ra he his title his position in the family is to become the king when the father is too old and he he turns 27 he becomes the new king the new ra And of course, we know that in Egypt, Ra was the sun king. Yeah, the sun king, (laughs) (laughs) the first-born sun king. Oh
0: yeah, you know, it always uh,
1: leads
0: back to the sun. S O
1: N, sun, sun. Yeah, one way or the other. Yeah. Um, And the story of Egypt in the saga is like a rebellion. It's a you know this, this sun leaving the uh the north the Udenma system the acer system in hell we didn't go over that but we've gone over it before i think but um yeah uh, leaving that system as like a rebellious act and going to start his own kingdom and you know but it wasn't the Ra from from one of the saga families it was a so in paradise time they always had or tried to have 12 sons and seven daughters and the 12 sons had Each? titles and, yep. Holy well, because fuck. it took a village, it took a village. We didn't have families. You literally had we to pop the
0: village out and then.
1: We well we didn't have we didn't have families like we do now. It was literally more like uh, Aboriginal cultures you'd see in parts of the world that kind of culturally raise children. And I know and think about it that is definitely a theme of the evil motherfuckers. They want your kids. They want to. We yeah. they shouldn't belong to anyone. So it's a twisted version of a much older system. It's not you know it's not promoting what the evil wef fuckers are doing or anything. It's it's a very old system. And it's completely different than the way we have it, but it's literally what, like the whole story goes into how families became the way they are today and where that comes from and everything. It's a microcosm of what the macrocosm used to be basically. But um, yeah, I lost my train of thought there, but yeah. So when the cataclysm happens and the whole system is flipped upside down and there's ice everywhere, that changes to have as many kids as possible. But the <laughs> so get this they claim in the box saga that the moors the moorish people and yeah. words associated with more the you know the areas of the world all come from a very direct concept of the more than the more than 12 sons and the more than seven daughters Okay, hey, what does that
0: mean like the extra people
1: that yep what? okay like more literally more than like the more and so they when they left the North and re mingled with the Southern kingdoms after ice time, um, these more than 12 sons and more than seven daughters could be messengers going out to tell everybody about, you know, this all father land that they lost long ago. Like, Hey, you don't remember us, but, but a lot of them didn't. And they wanted to be their own Kings. They wanted to be their own, you know, fucking human ego, man, especially male ego, right? And this ice time—I'm jumping all over the place here, but it'll all. No, I really together. like this train. thought
0: you're on. Keep
1: so going. In paradise <laughs> in paradise time. Just hypothetically picture paradise set as any other paradise you've heard of, where this idea of aggression didn't exist and everybody lived in peace and harmony. That exists in the box saga too. What's cool is that the switch to the ice time. It really shows how like the psychology of a cataclysm, a worldwide cataclysm would affect people. So the people trapped in the ice, these Acer people, they needed to have as many children as possible. Their ways started to change over this hypothetical millions of years of ice age, but they were surviving and thriving and striving. And you see the system we've had in place for so long here in the West, which is You know like our grandparents generation and even some of our parents generation depending on how old you are they worked a lot harder than we did and they didn't think about emotions too much and they were just like they were harder people and i do think that's a remnant of that original really fucking hard time you know way back in the day but so what i was coming around to was when these people came down from the north these more than they were greedy and they were pissed off and they wanted something of their own and they saw the world as their oyster, you know, and so they came down, not spreading the message of, of Odinma, but, you know, basically becoming their own Kings. And so that's where you get the story in the box hug of Dan and Sven, the, the, we two Kings, the V Kings, the Vikings, this is where they come from. They okay. wanted to have their own titles. so So they left the ice
0: if you like um because i like get obsessed with symbols i got some obsessed with like this ancient um depiction of like a mermaid guy or a fish Mm. fish guy and then um i sort of like was learning about atlantis and stuff and um the kind of the tale of that which i think is like some kind of um copy of a remnant of like maybe a Bach type story maybe it, we're Atlantis? missing bits of it and stuff yeah like the Atlantis uh-huh. story right so um in the Atlantis story supposedly these like um pe- these kings came out of the sea or like these um descendants of kings came out of the sea to come talk to people about this land and um teach them things and stuff and then left and said they were coming back and never came back mm. and so like uh do you think that that's maybe like the extra what do they call them
1: (laughs) yeah i I think that's part of it that's like
0: some kind of
1: like parallel to that story in a way well the ones that never came back that's that's a weird one i think that's because they mingled with everybody else yeah i think that's why we don't see them anymore because they are us oh yeah with we we have been like no more came these ones
0: came in then yeah yeah
1: yeah (laughs) definitely Oh um, yeah. But yeah, the Atlantis story in Boxaga is Altlantis, which is the old Swedish language, the root language, um way to say all lands ice. Yeah. And if you look at the old maps before Thailand existed, that's a new inclusion, but um all the lands are in the northern hemisphere. Yeah. They're where this story takes place. They're where all these lands are, the Iceland ireland scotland deutschland uh uh, svedland finland yeah is it because
0: during the ice time that all the water turned to ice or or like is was there some kind of like changing of how the globe looked
1: oh yeah yeah. so did they only
0: just talk about the northern hemisphere but
1: like i forget that we didn't. We we maybe didn't cover these parts, or it's been a long yeah. time since we did. That's so I'm
0: just trying to get the this, detail here. <laughs> Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So this.
1: So in paradise time, in the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, Earth was not tilted on its axis. That's what they say, in the saga that the Earth was in ball lance. So it was standing straight up on its on pole. pole, ball lance, ball lance, ball lance. <laughs> yeah. which of course for any flat earthers out there, this is just hogwash, throw it all away. You know, there's a couple people in my people. telegram that actually do ex- like totally accept box saga, but also believe the earth is flat. And I, we have interesting conversations, you know, yeah. but <laughs> there's a convergence point. But um, so when this cataclysm happened, um, they claim in the saga that the entire galaxy or entire solar system maybe galaxy flips or tilts um, they claim it was more than just a earth thing um, an earth cataclysm but I don't know that's that gets a little bit lost in in the language because I, because the the word galaxy breaks down in root language to I think meaning something to do with like, wrong access (laughs) or something like that you know what i mean so i it may not be like galactic in the sense that we think of it it's like this word this word didn't mean spiraling cluster of planets and stars it meant off kilter. off kilter yeah like they claim that krishna christ christmas all come from crisis and you know we're talking about ice time this is a cataclysm so it's pretty interesting all these yeah i did I just released a christmas episode today on the box saga uh talking about this not this particularly but the fact that it's this like about the crisis time and about being with your family huddled down into your homes and then of course you get the mushroom shaman thing but it's not a separate fucking story it's the same you know it's part of it but um okay now i I lost my train of thought again okay so the cataclysm tilts the earth and covers most of the northern hemisphere in ice and because of the warm waters of the gulf stream down in mexico coming up typically right over the top of the planet now having to contend with multiple kilometer high ice walls the warm water could no longer go across the top of the planet and got stuck in what they call a rosette or a vortex and would stay around the Gulf of Finland and keeping that area warm. So the whole area, and by the way, their holy place was called hell. And by the way, I forgot this for people that don't know this part of it, that Helsinki where it is today is where that tilted North pole was. So you go back and you, Before that, in paradise time, Helsinki was the North Pole, Um, and it was hell. They called it hell. So in the saga, this is uh, where we get when, when hell freezes over, because hell could not freeze over because of the warm waters. So they supposedly survived and thrived there for millions of years, hundreds of thousands of years, whatever the timeline is from this. And you can get this geological information. This did happen to the Gulf Stream as well. And left this pocket open, so more and more is becoming more and more relevant to this story. Um, but yeah, so they lost the pigment of their skin because um, because they just the same thing time. that hap- same thing that happens to the Arctic animals. You know, if you take a polar bear out of the polar region, it will eventually lose that white color. Um, but they say that's where we got the blonde hair and the red hair and the blue eyes, green eyes, lighter skin. Because in the Bach saga, in Paradise time, we're all basically black across the whole planet. So what's funny is that when and I researched tro- this stuff, tropical
0: or like semi-tropical, the whole planet yeah, was tropical.
1: Yeah, yeah. even nice. e. or Bach claimed that we're still in Ice Time. We're still in Atlantis, which is crazy. Not, but not yeah, that so crazy. It's funny. It's funny that um, it kind of fits in, right? <laughs> it does, right? But what's funny is that when I'm trying to find like anthropological, archaeological, linguistic uh, connectors and and findings to to go along with this story that the saga tells because they go all the way through history with the saga they go up into to 1050 A.D. is when like the third destruction happened and it was the first human destruction and it was when uh, all the people in uh, Helsinki were round up and murdered by a, a Germanic army hired by Leo the Ninth Pope Leo the Ninth. So like the story goes through our history. So it's either parallel or made up or what, you know, it's there the whole time. It's crazy. Um, I think I trailed off there, but.
0: No, that's really interesting. <laughs> that's really
1: interesting. I didn't know it went that far forward, really. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're talking, there's, I think it's um 1297. I can't remember his name oh i'm so mad at myself i'm so bad with names but it's
0: not like right around the time that the from the, our other project we're doing like when the catholic church kind of usurped the you know, bloodlines
1: that's that's what i'm saying so that thank you for pointing that out i'm glad you're picking up on that because that's so important to me right now it's like okay i thought i was getting like reading lawrence gardner's work and devere looking up all the elven bloodline and the grail and all that, it seemed like it was a continuation, a more recent part of this much longer story, you know? And, you know, game of telephone, words change, things change. Um, but, you know, as far back as you can go in, in old Germanic languages, these words like elfin, and they, they all still exist, and they point to shining and nobility and things like that. So Gardner's not making any of that up. But yeah, this usurping of the Merovingian bloodline and the throne and everything by the evil Catholic Church happens like right around the same time period as the Catholic Church. um, Yeah, supposedly usurping all of uh, Scandinavia and destroying the pagans and, and specifically the box and everything. I don't know if once if uh, if the. know the gardener stuff is covering up saga or or it does go hand in hand i'm not sure i really don't know what do you think (laughs) i don't
0: know but i think like i i i notice like these patterns in time all the time um same as like that nefertiti timeline of the 14th dynasty yeah just like there's too many things converging that lead back to that period and so when yeah. i see that it makes me think like there's more there's more going on like that right. it's, it's probably connected it in some way the things that are like right major things like that i feel like will always be connected and then it makes me want to kind of find the patterns and connections i don't know
1: so i do th- my new and I'm coming up with this right on the spot. My new formulation about this whole timeline thing is that, um, back when this re legion situation happened in BC times in Jerusalem, <laughs> coincidentally and,
0: enough. And what was the timeline on that? Sorry. Around that. That's time? like
1: 3000 BC. We they think same kind something same like edge, that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, the levant was crazy. You know, um, okay. that was like, the beginning of the destruction that was the beginning of where everything falls apart i think i actually made a clip of us talking about it and dustin says this is where everything starts to fall apart because this is where the box saga claims that the black ink hit the white paper and and what that meant was that these these very important old words and and pronunciations to old words or slowly starting to be corrupted and lost and this is where they claim the torah was written and that was the, the, that was the beginning of this mystical interpretation of everything
0: okay well now, you... not
1: to, not to say the mystical interpretation is false that was in the saga it kind of seems like that's what was happening like this this mosa this woman who we think is the equivalent of Moses uh was basically um revealing the god's knowledge the logic of the acer the astrology the astrology um that this was him like or her revealing it but yeah there's still missing pieces you know because of course there's deceptions involved but the deception is that it's history that's the deception and the way we frame, like they, he, she made herself and they, this is where everybody became supernatural gods. This is where that started to happen. This re-legioning where suddenly these old stories of people became deities and supernatural. And it was like a confiscation of the spirit within for this spirit idea without
0: yeah um can i just backtrack a tiny bit but um i've heard you say that before where black ink meets white paper is that a quote
1: directly from box saga yeah that's kind of the way they put it and it's like a okay so
0: there is a strange quote do you know who Android cole is or was
1: well, like I know in, who he might have been. Yeah. Okay.
0: So <laughs> there's <moth> like man. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Or like close to was, it at least. Yeah, yeah. Links to that phenomenon in some way, and mm-hmm. supposedly like some maybe extraterrestrial or some other kind of being. Yeah, I guess That's story, right being yeah or
1: something. Yeah.
0: So interterrestrial. That's what of, uh, John Keel like, put it. One of his famous messages was something to do with that. Like, I feel like yeah. that was this quote: "Like when black ink meets white paper." And it always stuck in my head because I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" And then, like, this is like interesting. I don't. That's know. funny. Know that, that. Yeah, maybe I'm gonna find it for you while we talk. All
1: right, see. Yeah, if yeah. Remembering, right I can. Here, I but... can keep rambling. <laughs> I, yeah. can keep ba- <laughs> I can keep babbling on. But I love yeah, that. what are you babbling about? These, that's funny eh? the language the written language seems to because i mean i've heard it even like right as i was getting into the box like i, I was talking to freddie silva and how he really puts a focus on always talking to the natives of any area because that's where you're gonna get the truth you yeah. know and i totally agree with him and i, I that's what i started to follow too and But what's funny is that it seems like across the world, even our ancestors that we're learning these sacred truths from, those are passed down stories, you know? So when we point to a Mesoamerican story about some tall, pale being, and we go, must have been aliens. It's like, no, not at one point. It wasn't at one point in the story. It wasn't some magical fucking creature, like the Anunnaki, right? It's so obviously a historical story. We know who the Anunnaki are. We absolutely yeah. do. I'm sorry to burst anybody anybody's bubbles who love Sitchin and all that, but we know who they were basically. Um, fuck. Ah, I lost it. Well,
0: well I, th- <laughs> I think like, yeah, I think if, if what you're saying like about the whole world was black before the ice times and then like Maybe some there were some po- other pockets of survival, and then all of a sudden these fucking white ass people with Dude. long hair and blue eyes were all up. You're gonna be like, what the fuck? What and gee, it? and an what alien, is the fuck. what's <laughs> and what's the first
1: what's the first definition of alien? It's foreigner, it's outsider, interloper, yeah. someone with different cultures. You know, that's where that word comes from. And dare I say, just flip the l to an r and you have ancient Aryans, you know and call them whatever you want take that scary word away if you want to but you know it doesn't matter if you're talking about china and the turin basin with the Tokarian mummies or you're talking about the scythians found you talk about the egyptian mummies found with blonde hair red hair like it doesn't matter where you go there's They're giants
0: everywhere.
1: with red hair the giants with red hair all over
0: never, north america
1: like and what I was gonna mention that earlier that when I go down these paths of following the migrations and trying to find out how the Box Saga could be possibly connected to real history, I run into all the Nazi propaganda and shit like that. You know about the Nazi occult there after the Aryan race and all that kind of shit, the mythical Atlantis, and it's like I know everyone's oh. gonna be like super disappointed to hear this, that
0: <laughs> there's something weird about world war two that we don't understand what really happened there. No matter what that means, no matter like innocent people for sure all got hurt, harmed, whatever, but like there's, it's something else than we think there's something else.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So this ancient quote unquote superior race that they were after and that Hitler was totally signed on to literally connects to a lot of what gardner and devere suggest big time and what tolkien wrote about um i just put up a, a quote of tolkien's on instagram the other day about how he he wrote a letter to his son and saying how he spent most of his life dealing with germanic matters and and learning the the history and how it's such a a beautiful aspect of ancient history that's completely uh ruined and perverted by people like adolf hitler and stuff like that he wrote it in 1941 so like he he had his finger on the pulse like something was happening to the ancient history of the northern hemisphere during world war ii for sure and it had been going on for a while because like the thule society that's connected to the third reich specifically always they went all the way back to like 1806 under various names, and they were constantly being snuffed out by the Prussian military. So whatever they were after, it's pretty coincidental that this all happened afterwards. And and the fact that the Aryans that they claim to be superior and they want to find the evidence for or whatever, it connects to the Scythians. And yeah. the Scythians had Scythopolis as a capital city right where israel is now the people that hitler was exterminating so what the fuck does you tell me this is all just coincidence like yeah something stinks and they were like big time.
0: systematically destroying things yeah not just people <laughs> but things and Buildings, places art. cities art history books fucking dislike it's
1: happening again viking uh like precious viking uh discoveries have been like melted down the past couple of years it's insane melted down. Happening. wait
0: what
1: Can you... yeah i mean i could pull up i could probably find a story or something but like there was it was something to do with fucking climate change and being more green and being better like Sweden to melt ancient artifacts Sweden caught destroying all newfound Viky Viking archaeological artifacts. Shut
0: the fuck was, up yeah, Why it was though?
1: 2017.
0: Like to build um, a
1: highway through or to just like the museum's version uh well coins arrowheads ritual amulets weapons jewelry and weights that were kept in the past are now directly dumped into metal recycling bins upon discovery instead of being treasured and displayed following a recent surge in excavations aimed at construction that are occurring all over sweden the museum excavators are instructed to recycle unearthed iron elements into scrap metal following the pretext that it would take too much resources to process, identify, and store them.
0: Fuck off, send them to me then, you fucking goofs. <laughs> what now, the course, hell? Like
1: Now, what really worries me about that is that just last year...
0: They could have sold them. It's such bullshit.
1: <laughs> just last year, an axe head was that was predated you know roughly dated to the 12th century was found inside the lemminkainen temple and we haven't talked about the lemminkainen temple but it's part of the box saga it was the ultimate storehouse of precious statues made of gold and um gifts uh, brought to the holy land the holy land remember the centrifugal force the pole through the planet well, that Boxega claims there was literally like a vortex, um, like a mag, electromagnetic vortex, right there at that north pole, and they literally called it the whole E H O L lowercase I because remember the lowercase I is E, and the dot above represents the alignment with the north star, and the so, pole so... of the eye being the pole of the Earth.
0: They i think it the
1: holy land
0: we talked about this a bit and let me see if i got this right okay so uh at the levankind temple that's mm-hmm. where the pole originally the direct point of where the pole was and there's um a passage into the ground where they um had like tunnels and maybe a city and stored artifacts and treasures
1: yeah picture like a massive spiraling staircase and it sounds so mythical and hey whatever maybe this is where we get our mythical artistry from whatever maybe the world was mythical at one point but um yeah picture a massive spiral staircase and the saga claims the artifacts literally go back all the way like artifacts to the beginning of time or whatever but yeah, there's a lot of wild claims in there. But the Lemkin and oh, to was the crazy. beginning
0: of time. So like then the, the beginning
1: of us, the beginning of humanity. Oh yeah, uh, the beginning of the Acer family, the Pirouette family, just specifically in the Holy Land. <laughs> yeah, it goes right back to the origin story and everything. Oh, so and...
0: like we we our origin point was from within
1: yeah from within uh, the earth from okay a okay
0: so
1: that's the mythology <laughs> like that, part that of the, now they claim it's literal and they took the spiral
0: staircase wow. out that's sort of like uh um like a fractal idea of like the spiral staircase of like consciousness and like, yeah 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 for hmm.
1: sure and when you think about it like who knows maybe yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But the Lemminkian Temple, what's cool about it is before Eeyore died in 2010, he, well, they had been excavating this site on his family property. It was already on Bockstrom family property, which was royalty for quite a while anyway, mm-hmm. for various modern reasons. But um, so they were excavating since the early nineties and Long before he died, he wrote, he drew a diagram of what they would find once they got past a certain point and that they would find three massive granite blocks because the bedrock there that they were burrowing into the Finnish government says was just solid bedrock. And it was just a a natural thing. It had nothing to do with people, um, so what they, what Eeyore said that they would find would be three massive granite stones laid on top of one another to block the main entrance. And beyond that, there would be massive boulders put into place to block the entrance because this was, this whole temple was covered up and buried in 987 AD when the Bockstroms, the Asser the people in hell started to get wind that you know, the winds were turning the
0: they were going to be church. wiped out
1: yeah. yeah dude and think about again lining up the lawrence gardner work about 751 a.d with the the donation of constantine which was absolutely 100 proven to be fraudulent was not written by constantine but was held and is still held today in place giving you know they don't really have power yeah they back anymore it. but they
0: yeah, back to someone more trustworthy. <laughs> oh, right, this guy said it back then. We just found right. it.
1: <laughs> and the, yeah, the letter itself is completely written in 8th century style and yeah. writing and everything. It has nothing to do with Constantine, but it was basically giving the Pope God's supreme power on earth. Um, yeah, this is... Taking it from right the around, ancient
0: bloodline.
1: This is where the usurp the usurping of the Merovingian... Uh, throne happens in france the carolingian dynasty where most of our folklore comes from dude it's all happening at the same so supposedly yeah 987 they're getting wind that they're coming this way like sweden's been converted or you know all the swedish people are now christian or catholicized so it's they're coming from every angle germany it's all catholicized like everything's being taken over so at that point they bury the temple much later in 1050 is when hell is surrounded by the the supposed army and burned to the ground and um like the, there was a
0: city on top of that pole and that was like
1: yeah That, that... Was, so where if you look at southern finland today it doesn't look exactly the way it supposedly did back then but there were islands and on one of these islands um was was called hell it was like the center and then around uh this area was Udenma and Udenma was like the land of the sun or i can't remember exactly but Uden was the light of the sun so it com- becomes of course it becomes Odin eventually when it's hijacked and catholicized um but yeah. you can you know this name is so old but i keep getting distracted about this temple but so years go by eeyore dies they finally get to blast their way through and sure enough once they get past a certain point they find three massive granite blocks completely out of place that don't belong there in this natural rock formation and they get through all that they're much further now they're like 50 feet into this temple mound
0: it's like a mound or
1: it's this massive here. I can bring up a picture for yeah, you. Yeah.
0: I can't remember. Uh, I think we did. And the first time you came on my show, we talked about a lot of this, but that was a long time back. Yeah.
1: Always good to have a refresher, you know? <laughs> yeah. Especially with this kind of shit, because it's just yeah. so thick. <laughs> it really is. It's dense material. Yeah. So this is what it looks like from the outside. It should be coming up any second now. Holy shit holy shit yeah and so
0: oh i must have just so, been picturing it before i don't think you've shown me this before because this is really interesting no, there's like this the saga the claims that all right these, in the middle
1: or like yeah and the, the saga claims that, that these two rocks the middle one and the one on the right were put here
0: oh yeah it looks like it like especially yeah they're not or it the looks same like type there of was rock. like a split and then they put something in the middle or like oh cool
1: so yeah i'm I'm not sure if I could, yeah, there's the inside and see this. They have to pump out water quite often, oh. Um, but way, way, way back there. um, They found an ax head from the 12th century or roughly dated to the 12th century. All of this is, was filled with massive boulders. Oh, they dug it out. They blasted most of it all out. Um, and they're the next step is to hopefully find this mythical golden door that if opened would lead down into this fucking storehouse of treasures um but yeah it's it's crazy it's such a deep story and it could i always tell people even though i i don't like the word belief when it comes to this kind of thing but i accept it to a certain point where i haven't been able to it's Be accounted granted. it's accounted for so many more things than other versions of alternative history that are conveniently pushed on us from high places mm-hmm. it seems you know like the fact that atlantis is still majorly pushed by a conspiracy community even the ones that are actually getting recognition and getting paid for their work on pretty big levels on gaia and documentaries all over the place like this is literally following the academic narrative of atlantis as if what was put in the, these are people that don't believe the academic history but they take the academic version of atlantis as the whole story and they look for what we have from plato and it's it's not uh it's just yeah it's it's again it's it feels like gatekeeping i sort of feel like um
0: once you realize like that or once people realize that stories are based in like symbolism like even the the bible and stuff once you realize like all the symbolism and that and they're like astrological parallels and um mm-hmm. just like how it's so symbolic and it's just like really encoded oh, then yeah. that's sort of the way i start to look at like everything so when i look at the story of atlantis i'm not like oh i f- I read this. Plato knew so much about it. this is exactly what happened. I'm like it's an echo of a story that probably parallels many other stories because bingo the root of it is something um we're trying to figure out that that's like
1: <laughs> trying to make, figure out who these great men and women of renown were. That's yeah. really what it was. And you know, we have the supernatural side. We've got the alien side um and we've got the made up side it was all just stories to generalize the human condition we get that one from academia mostly but you know what if all three are wrong and it was just real humans and it's just weird because that idea is not popular at all you can't find i mean as far as i know me and a couple other people are the only ones really talking about that because even Devere and gardner DeVere says that they were a race apart. They were not humans at all. They were gods. They were literal gods. They were, you know, had supernatural powers due to their blood. And then Lawrence Gardner ends his career and his life saying that God is an extraterrestrial. So even they went off the rails and and didn't, uh, They uh, you know, throughout the work I've been reading, applying it to humanity, neither of them considered these dragonborn being real human human beings they still consider them to be something much greater much better and to me unfortunately for these two guys that i i you know i do kind of respect their writing but that's the theme i find in every damn conspiracy is that they're always trying to tell us something else is out there that's more important or better or stronger or more powerful or we need to be saved by them and that's literally part of the religions, the religions. It's like the beginning of it. They tell the fucking flood story to everybody, the yeah. flood story that everybody in that time period is gonna remember.
0: So at the end they
1: of fucking twist, it. at the end of uh,
0: William Cooper's book, um, "Behold a Pale Horse," he uh-huh. says that um, everyone, no one ever really grows up. They all just they they never really take charge of their life and grow up. They're always subconsciously looking for a parent or mommy or daddy to fucking take care of them. And so it's easy to manipulate people into these kinds of um, er- ways of thinking, like mainstream religion or um, supernatural, because we're always New looking age, something so- more powerful than us that's gonna take care of us. Like that's our natural urge to find even our, if it's the higher state. self
1: right and even if, the high the new age higher like, self too
0: and it says like Sorry. society no it's okay it's society is designed to like keep us um in our baby state and like never yeah. fully grow and mature into what we could be because in this baby state we're manipulated by this urge to um look for something outside of ourselves to save ourselves or yeah
1: yeah. yeah, dude. We're or look we're look for the, something to
0: blame for everything bad about us too. We're the
1: only adults that we're drink. Not we're the only we're the only adult ma- uh, animals that drink milk, right? Like, I mean, it's it's nothing big. It's just it's an interesting symbol yeah. that we as babies drink milk, you know, and yeah. but if
0: you, if you like go off on that branch of thinking, and then you see how society's like changing, and um, really like uh catering to the underdog and the people that are not like fully maturing and taking charge of their life or are stuck in mm-hmm. victim mentality or are being like held by society in this way and cradled into that um and kept That's in brilliant. that kind of chrysalis of like being a baby as a
1: full-grown human and then we're always absolutely looking for religion for so or long. something to like yeah I've noticed that for so long, like with no evil connotation to it a long time ago, I noticed that as like a teenager, like, man, I I feel as though no one's going to have to necessarily dress like a quote unquote adult someday. I feel like I'm already seeing that as a older teenager that, okay, I'm almost out of school. I'm not suddenly... Okay, I need to dress like someone from the, set. it's just a silly example, but like it really hit home with me. And like, I started to just see that everywhere that childhood was lasting much longer in a way, or that the line was blurred. And of course, now with the perspective I have and the paranoia and the distrust, it's like, oh my God, what does this mean? You know, you think about child labor pedophilia like all these different lines you know, between childhood and adulthood being blurred it's like this is so distorted you know but, and it is keeping yeah. us in an infantilized state it is and we're also like um
0: we're not we're we're like leaving behind valuable things in our childhood too that we're not carrying them with us and it's get like we're getting our like adventure and wonder and creativity like ripped from us and Mm -hmm. we're getting our like victimhood and uh you know need for like help and nurturing really like encouraged in us
1: yeah and even the worst parts of the conspiracy minded process that we all go through you know is happening out there on a massive scale like the worst of conspiracy is like kind of not being accepted necessarily by the public but it's being talked about all the time Mm -hmm. it's like the you talked about like the victim mentality the blame the government blame the elites like we do i know yeah but you know you take a step back and again it's the same thing it's still blaming that more powerful force and i think they know that the initiated are just adults basically you know uh whether it's or they like they really
0: (laughs) understand psychology on a level that we don't they don't
1: check this out he was privy to Check this out. Okay, so astrotheology, right? It basically breaks down religion into a fucking farmer's almanac. It's my favorite kind of. Right? Yeah, theology. I love it like, too.
0: Blew my beca- at first.
1: <clears throat> because it takes something very magical and mystical and turns it into pragmat pragmatism and like practicality about how to live life throughout the year. Like you kind of take that and use that as an example of what they do all the time so what if you know the fact that we all come to the ultimate understanding if we have like an you know an uh outer body experience or you know psychedelic experience the ultimate truth seems to be the mystery will never be solved through language or the mind like it's always beyond us and we need to accept that and move on and you know it's like before enlightenment Care, uh, chop wood carry water after enlightenment carry wood chop water i love that <laughs> cool. water chop wood i yeah, love that thing um, we're not taught that in this alternative community this whole community is kind of brought up around like just get to the enlightenment and then you'll be all set you know then you can be a kid again
0: no matter you who can you be have lazy to, step on to get there you gotta get to- <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs>
1: It's, it's all intertwined. It's so, and that's why I often talk about how the, the alternative history, the UFO topic, the psychedelic topic, transhumanism, these are all converging slowly. And you can see that they're converging intentionally, you know, under certain pretexts and trying to frame everything. And if you look back, yeah, it's it goes back to Crowley and the Theosophists. And it's what if, just like uh astrotheology, it's not some magical distraction, it's actually a practical way to be an adult in the real world and survive. What if that same principle applies to the entire psychedelic movement, the entire mystical movements? All of it, because if the mystery is never going to actually be solved through our consciousness, if we have to accept the unknowing, the 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 humbling before God for Christ's sake, no pun intended, then it's all a distraction to continue searching and seeking and and diving deeper and deeper down the down the psychedelic rabbit holes and the this and that. When if the re-legioning was to take people away from the actual human history that worked for so long and put them into a state of constant fucking wonder. That kinda adds up. Yeah.
0: Or like that was a lot. That maybe was a lot more. Digest- like a constant state of confusion. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. Wonder and confusion. One and the other, right? Because I mean, and I'm just taking it from my own experiences, and then t- desperately trying to figure out, well, why the fuck are all the bad guys, t- why are all my you know rebel rebel heroes turning out to work for the government in some capacity at some point, you know? That why? How? How? <laughs> and this might be it. If all mysticism is kind of a distraction, because you do get the fucking message, and then you can stop, then you can just carry on. Carrying water and chopping wood, you know, Ooh. if that's the real message, but they just want you to stay in this constant, keep discovering, keep discovering. I'm guilty. We're all guilty of it. We love it, but and it's adrenaline. It's um, what's endorphin? Fixation, kind of yeah. too. Like you got like yeah.
0: hyper fixate on it, and it's just like an
1: addiction. I, rem- <laughs> I do kind of remember that feeling from a really big psychedelic trip. Was that? Oh, there's there's and en- it's the knowledge wisdom it's endless Definitely, and there is yeah. no and there is no um no, ascension like one piece of knowledge and another piece of knowledge are completely equivalent like nothing is there's no hierarchy that's kind of what i learned and I, and because of that it's like okay so that means if it's all fractal and there's no hierarchy then there's centers everywhere and circumference is nowhere It just it it doesn't make any sense so to try to quantify it back here it's what all of us mystics try to do all of us people that are that love talking about this stuff if it's all a distraction to just take away from the way we all were living that i don't know that might be pretty interesting to, to i to think like you're
0: view. right and i think like uh the like if, if we ever like looked at all these old stories, like ancient texts and ancient stories and legends and things like that and really actively all worked together to find where they were the same,
1: mm-hmm. we could
0: really find some real truth. But the thing is is that when you try to point out where two ideologies are the same, people get fucking pissed. Oh, you know, yeah. They're not like the comparison of their true Origin story compared with something
1: they think is bullshit. <laughs> right. And then, yeah, those are the pious; those are like the local people in those areas. And then you have the the academics who just throw it all away, throw all comparative religion away, and say people traveled, they told yeah. stories. Fucking yeah. relax. And it's like, yeah, they traveled, they told stories, but Jesus, Christ, that's a that's a cop out and a half. You yeah. know what I mean? So the truth lies somewhere in between, you know, we got to just find the
0: patterns, find the patterns. (laughs) It's all we can do. Yeah.
1: Always looking for the patterns. And so many of them are put there on purpose, you know, but again, you know, you, we find the, I don't know, this, this, these ancient texts, if we're reading them and we are interpreting them the way we've been told to whether they're supernatural gods or aliens or just made up stories we're always going to miss something because the the boring academic. You know they're all just generalized made up fictions that that's boring so it's safe right, so you capture a lot of people there. It's
0: but dismissive then the other side too. So the
1: supernatural like side of our history keeps people safe because they're terrified of death so if it connects to supernatural beings it keeps that afterlife in place and everything's okay Mm -hmm. and then if it's aliens well then that's that's basically the equivalent of the spiritual part of it it's just the upgraded version because Mm -hmm. everybody now is connecting the spiritualism with the the alien thing because ah, the little green Greer. man thing, the little green man thing is just so '50s. So I it know. has to be something more consciousnessy. And then, yeah, maybe, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm. I mean, but, but still a distraction. <laughs> yeah, you know? truly, truly. Um, it's been like a bit long, but uh, before you, yeah. want to, I wonder if you have a little more time because I just wanted to. Ask you because I remember last time we talked, you mm-hmm. were um going down like a a kind of Bigfoot thing or like you're oh, yeah. you're on some Bigfoot shit like yeah. Always. So um just want to know like what even if you found anything interesting with that or like what you've been on with that.
1: Well, I've been just going through and listening or reading the more like Native American or Native stories. Bigfoot encounters are incredible and what researchers hypothesize about is really incredible. People like, um, the late Dr. John Bindernagel, he was forced to be, yeah, Bindernagel, he was awesome. And he was a force <laughs> to be reckoned with. And he was, a uh, you know, uh, an anthropologist, uh, who was willing to do this work publicly and accept the arrows and, you know, uh, and accept all the criticism and everything and let his career hang out there. Jeff Meldrum, I um, can't remember what he does, but uh, something very important. But he's another scientist. <laughs> there's a lot of scientists over the years that have put themselves out there um, where they can kind of speak to something. But what I really get gratification from is these old stories, just similar to you looking into the old giant stories. They converge. Um, they after have one story fuck I'm so bad with names but I feel like a... you're
0: awesome at names I'm always like how do you remember all these names <laughs> well, so good. I'm glad <laughs> I'm
1: glad I'm remembering more than forgetting but I'm
0: terrible I have to have notes or I don't
1: <laughs> hey, I'm gonna look at a famous Bigfoot cave story
0: <laughs> oh is it the one where they burnt them or something in the cave yes. Or
1: they smoked okay. them out it was Ape Canyon yeah Ape Canyon I can't remember the name the of the cave corpus. Mammoth Cave I guess yeah Oh, that's a different one. Never mind. Okay. So it was in Washington or no, so, I'm sorry, Northern California, okay. Ape Canyon. Yeah. and yeah, they were being like these, I think there was, um, loggers were being like had rocks thrown at them and they were just being in like vaded by Sasquatch and eventually like they trapped them and followed them into this cave and cornered them in there and like set the whole place on fire and it went okay. down as a legend but there's so much uh, uh art, there's so many artifacts and bones found in there and they're all like abnormally tall there was red hair uh, it was just crazy and these and what i'm looking at which the, a lot of the sasquatch researchers aren't looking at is the significance of maybe the symbolism or the the ornaments or whatever was found in there i want to see pictures. i haven't seen any pictures but i i want to see if there's any evidence of what they found other than just bodies, because those artifacts could could mean something, you know. Yeah. And what I'm finding in the Sasquatch world is there's a lot of there's a lot of Christians. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. There's a lot of you know when um, Wes at the end of every Sasquatch Chronicles episode asks, "What do you think Bigfoot is?" It, there's an alarming amount of people that associate it with the Nephilim. And then again, associate that with godlike supernatural entities and stuff like that, rather than like, I do think Bigfoot is connected to the Nephilim story, but I don't think it has anything to do with anything other than humans or hominids, at least, you know, I, I do think that is part of our bigger story. And we may eventually find that in our mythology that maybe we're talking about Neanderthal. Maybe we're talking about Cro-Magnon in certain circumstances. The way i kind comes... maybe the no, sons go of God and the daughters of men are God-fearing people, and you know, people that the God-fearing like, people thought were Satanists.
0: <laughs> yeah, or like the God was just the ruler, and then they're the men of God, or like you know what I mean? Like, well, uh, I mean, there's
1: there's a whole historical line. Uh, uh, Anecdote that that claims that that's basically talking about the sons of Seth versus the daughters of Canaan uh, and stuff like that. The so. way
0: the way I kind of look at these like um, um, Bigfoot kind of cryptids or like giants or things, I think about this like the Chihuahua was um, bred from like wild, vicious mm. animal at one point, and now it's like yeah. this weak fucked up by a right. like defenseless piece of shit dog <laughs> like mm-hmm. no offense to people like Charles <laughs> but like um so like and then I think about the way that like uh like I sort of think like that could be a narrative like our domestication initially was like the motive for all of this maybe yeah. you know what I mean to make a domesticated version like a worker Smart enough to work, strong enough to work, not and like breed out some instincts that were less desirable. And like, so these maybe were our ancestors, and just the same as a wolf is an ancestor of a fucking chihuahua, or like,
1: yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you don't need fancy sci fi laboratories, you need breeding programs, they
0: don't need to come out of floating spheres. No, they, could they just, just... need to
1: descend from the north. That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Because the north was heaven. It was the great darkness. It was the great, win- the northern winds. It was the place beyond Thrace. Like the north was a fucking mystery, even in academic history. So that's kind of weird because that would be when it was sealed off. And to have people suddenly show up from there, you're like, what? Nobody comes from up there it's all ice you know Uh, yeah who knows who knows man
0: i did find this old newspaper article i've maybe told you this before but um of this guy who sailed to the north Pole. it was like his whole account of it and he there was like a, he got to like a kind of ice wall of mountains Mm -hmm. and he found a break in it and he went through what he thought was just like a landmass but it was actually like a ring or like a wall because was a large scale and he yeah. uh, he passed like floating tropical shit in the water like and the water started to get warmer and his compass started fucking up and there was this weird metallic shit in the water at some point that was like fucking up his compass when he got past it it flipped did i ever t-
1: send you that story that article i don't remember if we talked about it or not but it sounds like the I'll black the the, the the anomaly in the black sea or is it the baltic sea
0: so he was like in the north in the, like the arctic sea
1: okay okay it's the so this story
0: but maybe he was maybe i don't know like it's old tiny ship. but i think that story was like from 18 i want to say like eight 1850 or something like that or yeah. I, I forget what it was i'll, I'll find it's, it because i have it saved on my computer somewhere and i'll send isn't you isn't that
1: a interesting thing. yeah you just because i don't think you did because i feel like i would have made this connection back then that, i feel like that i maybe very, wanted to and then i didn't talk to you for a long time but yeah that is very reminiscent of the themes in admiral Byrd's quote-unquote secret diary you know about The North Pole Expedition where he meets 12 foot Aryan aliens underground.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, I don't, I don't know all
1: that. (laughs) Oh, you never heard about that? I mean,
0: of course I've heard of it, but like, I just
1: like. It's the North Pole. Everybody associates it with Antarctica and high jump, but it's the secret diary. It's a story about a polar expedition yeah and that's where he runs into the land and the tropical this and that and gets you know his ship gets commandeered by an advanced race of tall blonde-haired blue-eyed beings humanoids who have been living under the ice the whole time honestly i have have
0: three books about it and i haven't cracked a single one
1: (laughs) That's pretty intense. Well, all I know is that anytime I see (laughs) any podcast where people are talking about Admiral Byrd, I listen in to see if they're talking shit and connecting the secret diary to. And are they usually
0: talking shit?
1: Yeah, yeah. They're usually connecting uh, uh, the secret journal about the alien underground people to high jump and stuff like that. And it's oh yeah, to line up with that high jump. Yeah, and to me, to me, that always seemed just odd and random. Like why, why is every Okay. We got all this mystery around Antarctica, but then part of that mystery is Admiral Bird and high jump. But then his secret diary is in the North pole. Like what the fuck? And then I found box saga and I'm like, tell me again who he found under the ice supposedly. Yeah. Like, oh, to- like, and not to say it was real, but that secret diary still makes a profit for somebody, you know, and the foreword was written by a sci-fi author that wrote about, aliens trying to tell us about climate change just years before that so like it's put out there for us to consume yeah that's all i can say about that diary and that whole narrative and it's like honestly that's how i feel
0: and also like he's really um well connected like i just just like all the rest of the heroes like they're always just like super military connected and um oh yeah so like i just
1: (laughs) Well, he also had that famous quote on TV where he said, there's land beyond the pole and all that. And people go, Oh my God, he's talking about the land outside the, the ice wall and stuff. It's like, no, he's talking about the absolute beautiful places in Antarctica that exist. And you can find pictures everywhere online of, you know, green meadows and, and yeah. blue water Pawns and this and that, like there's green things That's not a secret.
0: Light. It's proven. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not it. a secret. I mean, you know, they kind of do try to keep it everything there a little bit under wraps. I'm not sure why, but um,
1: I think that has something to do with high jump. Ironically, oh, you know yeah. like like I said, the diary was put out for our consumption. It has everything to do with aliens in the North Pole. Yeah, but there's no denying high jump was covered up as a scientific expedition
0: yeah
1: and it had like what 150 warships and it was insane and yeah they were absolutely fighting nazis down there nazis that probably escaped and had a lot of influence in the third reich so then you go to argentina oh man like (laughs) it's like villages where there's little blonde kids run around everywhere, and, and Nazi grandfathers' portraits hanging on the wall. So. Did you ever
0: see that, like, the documentary about the the one little town in Argentina, and it's it was, yeah. had like the most twins of like,
1: yeah, that talk about it, ex- it, talk about it's Mangala a, experimentation. Yes. Yeah,
0: so t- totally connects to like the World War II experimentation. And,
1: yeah,
0: and they're all just, think, like blonde-haired, blue-eyed twins, like generations and generations.
1: Yeah, it's it's like come on, <laughs> something's going on here, yeah. and yeah, every bit of it's connected. <laughs> um, you know, people that have come before me talking about the saga often say that the world ain't ready for the box saga, and I totally agree. For some of us, we can talk about it and we can make connections, but we got to get that fucking Lemminkainen temple open. <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah, or let like get that shit open. St-
0: we got, I don't know. I, I know like you don't like the Tartary thing, but I feel like it's like a good slow trip that gets people to like, consider alternate history.
1: It absolutely and does. It's and almost the, the only, once thing. the doors open, they're like, yeah. come on in. We'll show you exactly where to go. You know what Yeah. I, mean? I don't think there's, I don't think it's all fake or anything. I think.
0: Yeah. I know, but I just, I like it. I like, like, I understand i i don't like it for the same reasons you don't like it but absolutely I, I like it for the reason that like it it really leads to like examining architecture looking at like um anomalies in the historic timeline and things like that and then and you when you could bring it back to where you're even from and see it and in places oh, yeah. that you're like what like this doesn't make sense like in northern canadian cities where there's like fucking weird anomalous things with the architecture that they pretend isn't there and stuff and like tunnels mm-hmm. and things they pretend and they have the explanation makes no sense The historic time makes no sense and it's just like it's it starts to get addicted yeah. to that like
1: i i love all of it and i the only thing about tartaria that i really don't like what I outwardly don't like is that it's kind of the unifying point for a lot of people, and they say this is this is Atlantis. this it's almost like and i'm I'm generalizing here. I'm not not everybody's like this, obviously not you. but um, it's almost like, okay, we don't have to go any further back. We know yeah. who they were. They it's were a nice
0: explanation that just really like, well, fit them it, nicely yeah
1: it definitely gets the door open and i don't know where it leads i know it leads into a lot of fake places too like you know uh for for every 10 pictures of you know just dis- like underground floors of buildings discovered one of them might be suspicious. The other probably have legitimate explanations you can find. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah but they admit it. They, they tell you why those three floors were underground. Like, yeah, I'm not saying I buy everything, but I feel like the lies and the truth, they're all placed in particular ways, you know? And yeah, that one's a little weird, like liquefaction, mud floods, these, okay. A massive flood is going to move tons of earth, no matter what you want to call it. It's going to have mud in it. So I'm not sure where this term even really comes from. All the Maybe time I was like, oh,
0: okay, so they, because um, the buildings that are anomalous, the timeline that, right. are encased in, they're all in like 15 to 20 feet. There below- but look below what they think they should be because there's windows buried there's doorways buried things like that absolutely but i always thought and i still think is that like how could like a nice level amount of there's only one way for this to happen there's only one Mm. way for this much sediment to settle at that level in so many places globally and the only way is if there's a flood and the flood water leaves the sediment and people think that like they cracked the firmament and earth fell down or, right. saw, you know what I mean? Or like, uh, there yeah. was a great earthquake or there was, um,
1: we were once Silicon high, giants, high
0: powered weapons that, uh, right. caused global destruction or like, even yeah. like
1: Thanks, anything, Hollywood sci-fi,
0: whatever and kind of explanation like that uh oh yeah nothing ever made sense like if it was a water and then so i always thought about like atlantis kind of like or like the theme in that the story of that and stuff and then so i think an ice age obviously brings a flood or like you know
1: right the melting of the ice for sure Yeah. right so but i mean like box saga says that like after ice time the ice the glaciers started to move across and scrape the earth. Uh, yeah. they, there's a whole story that about that
0: checks out too like there's a
1: whole story about um them uh, creating the the pine tree and shit like that and um creating it from a palm tree and planting them in a way where they could burn them all to the ground and the ash would stimulate more growth and they could regrow it and it would come back faster oh. and double the size it's just a whole story about how the how, what they had to do after the ice had just scalped the land everywhere just to like re
0: like uh nourish the ground or like have right there's a scrape to bedrock
1: Right, that's exactly, and especially up there in the north, where that's what it goes right down to pretty fast. It's, you know, you can't really dig in those areas very easily of the world in Scandinavia. Um, It's a lot of rock. And so these ice, these massive ice blocks would just scraped across the cross and they moved, they opened up so they could get out of uh, Udenma finally. They were no longer trapped in the ice, Mm -hmm. but this wasn't necessarily where the flood happened yet you know that's yeah that's where things get confusing like um randall carlson's work and everybody that works on like the younger driest time period and what happened why the flood happened clearly after that you know um box saga doesn't really go into the melting of the ice but someone can correct me if i'm wrong which i could be but i just remember the scraping of the ice so i'm not sure how the flood really fits in when and is there a flood like part of the box saga that's what i'm that's what i can't remember because all i remember is this the the ice scraping and moving and opening up ice time and everything i can't remember about a flood specifically which is odd you'd think but there's so many crazy details in it yeah but um yeah i'm not sure but it all lines up obviously it it happened i mean we have all these religious stories of you know the gods coming down and bringing animal husbandry and all this stuff and box saga has that story too it has a, a noah story um and the like the bringing of the animals goes much simpler in the box saga and it's just that they took Uh, the local animals that were with them in their original homeland of Udenma moved to an island outside of Sweden called Gotland, which is Goatland. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And that's where they stayed kind of after the ice time for a long time. They brought animal husbandry there. This is where they claimed they crossbred and created cows and sheep and things like that, pigs. Hmm. So the Boxer claims that humans helped create like a lot of the species that we consider like modern day farm animals and things like that it's pretty wild but they got a fucking story for every part of our damn history and it's like first of all one guy didn't do this one eccentric guy from finland did not They're do right, this, this it was too much
0: there's not even like that's the thing internet then <laughs> yeah dude exactly since well, he died to so much has been to. confirmed yeah Yeah,
1: exactly and he was a historian and his parents were teaching him this saga for 25 years before they died well before his mother and her sister died um and when she died when the last Boxstrom was gone it was his duty to tell the world Uh, that's how well
0: as foretold or whatever
1: (laughs) yes actually yeah back in back in 987 a.d they said the temple can't be open for 10,000 years or i'm sorry a thousand years and uh that's 1987. (laughs) yeah yeah and that's where he started telling his fam telling his friends about oh that
0: was like the exact year that he came oh fuck yeah huh cool yeah really cool Maybe, it, we should, maybe we should wrap this up a little bit here. Sure, so. <laughs> sure. We could can, we
1: can trail off into no man's land pretty easily, of course. <laughs> I think we could go on
0: forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's um, always
1: good to chat with you, dude.
0: Yeah, same. And uh, do you want to just like plug your, your sure. recent stuff here?
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Go over to the Deep Share podcast. I'm on all the podcast apps and everything. Um, I'm on YouTube and Odyssey. I've got a bunch of new episodes out. New episodes come in usually every week if I have time, <laughs> you know how life gets. But um, yeah, I just did a Christmas episode on the Box Saga with a bunch of great people that that are critical thinkers. And they've been some of some of them have been dealing with the saga longer than I have and know a lot of the language better than I do. Um, but yeah, we've been I've been kind of finishing off the year with a lot of Box Saga stuff. It just happened that way. I've done three in a row now of these like saga talk episodes, and Ooh, wow. yeah, it's they're dense and they're very good. So I would highly recommend those. Um, I got my website up and running, thedeepshare.com, so you can go there. Um, my store is connected there, the Deep Store. So I got a bunch of merch, and I'm digging it. I'm digging the artwork I'm putting out. Hopefully, you guys will dig it. And uh, yeah, finally, I'm trying to film a massive documentary involving all these different people that I've learned from over, uh, halfway across the world. So I'm trying to get to Scandinavia. So I'm calling it, send me to hell. (laughs) And I'm just trying to get some donations there to see what I can, what I can put together over the next couple of years, see if I can get over there at some point and hopefully put a shovel in the ground at the Lemminkind temple as well. So who knows?
0: oh that's so cool i feel like well like my ancestry is from sweden norway so like i always been really called to go and i this is my brother's visiting for christmas and i was like next year let's go to the uh hockey junior world cup in sweden
1: oh that's so for cool. christmas
0: and like and, and then also like i have some friends that i met traveling there they live in sweden and they, just out of nowhere i just was contacted by them and like two of them are getting married and my other friend This my ex-boyfriend called me from there and I was just like, Yeah, I've I'm really pulled to like
1: visit that part of the world soon. It's a beautiful area. When when are you gonna try
0: and go? When are you gonna try and go?
1: you know when it comes to the the cost of everything that's why i'm kind of looking to the the public the audience for help because it's it's going to be a lot of work to get over there for and and do what i want to do because i don't want to half-ass it i don't want to go over there and just do what i can i want to do everything i want to do i want to visit all these different historical sites in sweden and finland and um you know initially i'll be meeting up with a friend of mine over there and he wants to tour me around anyway but then all these specific sites and specific people to talk to and ask the questions I want to ask, uh, that's just really important to me. So I don't know when it's going to happen, but I do want to get out there soon, as soon as I can. So whether I can do it myself or I, or if I can get some assistance, whatever, whenever it happens, that's the plan. And it's going to be a lot of train rides and, and things like that to take care of for sure. But, if i can get over there i want to spend like two solid weeks filming and doing interviews wow. and things like that so and then coming back over here i won't be done there because yeah. there's a lot of places uh near my home on the east coast that i want to visit and talk about in relation to what i find in scandinavia hopefully the ultimate goal is to go all the way down the east coast and meet up with dr longo and juan ayala and talk to those good good folks About what they're finding, you know, up close and personal. So it's a big, massive undertaking. I don't know when it'll happen, but I've going on
0: tour. (laughs) Deep Deep shares going on tour. (laughs) Crowdsourcing, (laughs) buy some t-shirts from him. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! (laughs) Thank
1: you. Yeah. Yeah. Again, thank you for having me. I love all the questions you ask, and you know, you and I are always kind of looking into the same areas. So it's good to converge on these things. Yeah, it's good to draw me back into like the mysteries because I've been kind of like zoned
0: out on my shit. (laughs) Like this is how we all fired up. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Good. Good. That's awesome.
0: hopefully going into the new year.
1: Yeah. Get more into this stuff again. Absolutely. Maybe we should continue our Ring Lord series in some capacity. Honestly, I'm like fired back up up. on
0: it. Like I'm like yeah and
1: like with this new perspective maybe we'll find even more you know yeah
0: and just like finding the patterns in it maybe a bit more than just reading it and like I think it's good that we read the first bit but like um because I think it gets people like hooked on the details right but absolutely yeah there's so much to like explore in that just like every paragraph I'm just like whoa whoa right like I think we should maybe get back into
1: it so yeah, for, for that day. in 2024 hell yeah
0: <laughs> no promises but we're gonna try our best <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: all in due time <laughs> right right okay well thanks for being on today andy and uh it's always good Thank to you. have you i don't yeah. know how many times you've been on maybe i feel like five or
1: something but man if that's the case that's awesome well i'm gonna have maybe you over best, on the deep but... soon again too yeah anytime man all right all right awesome. take care thanks for having me yeah Took the
0: strings to